Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. We're going to continue with what? The dedicated minority, which we did last week. Hopefully for a few minutes, we'll get to it. But something that touched me, something that touched me, it's a portion of area of John. John said what Christ said was he, he said, what I hear from my father, what my father taught me. Listen to that. Can you believe this? Can you be such a humility in your life? This is the son of the living God, God himself saying, as I hear from my father, whatever my father taught me, that I do. You see, unbelievable. Whatever he taught me, he came from heaven, and he never once said, look, I got my own. He said, I only come to do my father's will. And that's what most of us have really completely gotten wrong. We think that we come to do our own will. We come to build our own empire. We just want to do it. We don't even consult God. We don't go to God and say, Father, you called me. What do you want me to do? Let me hear from you and send me. But Christ himself said, as I'm taught by my father, I do. And the things I watch my father, when my father is doing things and I'm watching him, that's what I do. Because I've come to do under his will. So let that kind of spirit, the spirit of humility, spirit of submission, lowliness of heart, meekness, broken, be our portion forever in the name of Jesus Christ. I, that's a wonderful prayer. I don't know if you, I didn't say anybody. Pray, pray, give me money. Did you give that? No? Okay. It is a wonderful prayer. Once you get that, you can serve God. Without it, you can never serve God. Because God is just that way. There's orderliness in the kingdom of God. There's order, absolute orderliness in the kingdom of God. The Son can do nothing except to hear from the Father. The Holy Spirit can do nothing except to get from the Son. That's the way it is. Otherwise, there will be chaos. Everybody running his own. So, let me welcome you. And now, last week, because today we're going to be very brief, hopefully because we have other things to do, we dealt with the dedicated, the dedicated minority, that remnant of God, the dedicated remnant of God. And the remnant of God was defined as what? The unsold, the remaining portion, the unpolluted portion. That God has it. And just quickly, we, we saw last week that God has always and will always leave a remnant for his name's sake and for us. And we tried to imagine, I said, imagine if God does not have a remnant left. Do you know why God is, somebody may be saying, why is God so patient? God is so patient with us here. A lot of things because there's a remnant. Remember the time when the children of Israel offended God in the wilderness. They offended him so much, and God said, I have had enough of them. I'm just putting it in my own language, but that's exactly what he said. I have had enough. I have had enough of these people. Stiff-necked, always disobedient. They will never listen. I did all that I did in Egypt, but here, they will not even listen to me. And God said, you know, Moses, I'm going to destroy all of them. Leave me alone. 
Why would God be almost like taking permission from a man? No, I'm just calling, I'm talking about the remnant, the small one that he sees, that's left. Remember we went all the way to Genesis 6. We said, he was talking about Noah. He said, Noah is the only one I have found righteous in this generation. And because of Noah, I will not destroy everything. If God destroyed everything, he would have destroyed Noah too. But he said, I will not destroy everything I created because of this one man. That's the remnant that I have. He will not bow before any idol. He will not listen to any other voice. He will obey what I tell him to do. And because of that, I'm going to save the whole place. So you see, what I was trying to say, Moses turned around and said, Lord, you are such a merciful God. Why would you do that? And when Moses found out that God was just very upset, God was upset. Why not? Moses said, you know one thing? I'm going to put myself on the path. You kill me first. If you're going to kill them, get to me first. When you kill me, then you get to them. And God said, no, no, no. How can I kill a righteous man? I cannot kill you. You see? So last week also we went reserving what? A remnant. Look at Abraham. In Genesis 17, 1, he said, look, Abraham was the only man. Walk with me and be righteous before me as my remnant. And we saw what? In Genesis 18. This I'm just giving you. In Genesis 18, 9, 17 to 18, that Abraham, even up to verse 32, almost saved Sodom and Gomorrah. God looked at that and said, wow. I am going to destroy this Sodom and Gomorrah. But on the way, he remembered his remnant. He remembered somebody said, oh my gosh. Would I hide what I was doing with him? After all, why? Because spiritually, he's one with me. I cannot hide it. Just like Christ said, his father cannot hide anything to him. Because he was one with the father. Now think about it. You have such a, an obedient son or daughter. Every time, whatever you tell her to do, she would do it or he would do it. And imagine how he or she will feel if you go something and do something behind without telling, and that turn backfires. Now, think about how you will feel if he goes out or she goes out and messes up. It's the same way about with God. Abraham almost, and God said, arguing with God. And God said, okay, Abraham, fine, fine. If you want to, if you want to save them, you can save them. But if I can find 10, I will do so. Abraham, I'm sure, couldn't believe it. I said, wow, not even 10. I wonder how many people are left in this world we are in right now. You know, there are millions and billions running all over the place. They believe they are Christians and so on. You cannot be Christian and still doing things contrary to Christ. It's not possible. So there's a remnant to preserve. And then we just, because of time right now, we went to First Kings and we saw who? Elijah. During the time of Elijah, Elijah was crying. They've destroyed everybody. I am the only one left. And God said, that's why you're a human being. I'm just putting this one, okay? That's why Elijah is a human being. You are a human being. I'm God. Because I have preserved for myself 7,000 human beings that will never bow. They will always be there for me. And when I look down from heaven, I would have mercy upon them. And in Jeremiah's time, you see what happened. God was even crying and said, look at me with a sword. I have put up my sword in anger, trying to destroy this whole place. But lo and behold, I was looking down from heaven. I could not even see one intercessor. Somebody who will say, Lord, hold your anger. And in Jeremiah 5.1, if you remember he was telling us, if I could even see that one, just one, one that is clean, I will save the whole place. The dedicated remnant. And we went through what? Christ. You see the 12 apostles. 
the remnant that left. At a certain point, at a certain point, you know, Christ just said, well, would you 212, would you leave? Everybody left him. He said, how about you 12? How about you, all of us here? That's what God is saying. If everybody will leave because of the raw truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, if everybody will go their way, how about you? And those are people who are watching. And they said there was no place for us to go because we live and follow and die by the truth. So if you, if you see all these things happening, that's how God, the remnant of God. But then today, we look at a situation about this remnant. What makes them unique? The purpose of God must be what? The purpose of God must be fulfilled. That's why he has elected these people. You may say, you know, somebody, I'm sure somebody may call me one day and say, well, am I the elected one or am I the this and That's not what I want, I'm here for. But for the purpose of God to be accomplished, there must be an election. God electing and choosing certain people. I don't know. Don't even ask me. He does. And he chose those people before the foundation of the world. So I've looked down and searched them. I know their heart. I know why he said what? In Genesis 19:18. He said, I know why I choose Abraham. Yeah, please. Sorry, I've been here a lot, long time. <laughs> Genesis 18. 1918. 1918. And Lot said unto them, mm -hmm. Oh, not so, my Lord. Yes. Behold, now thy servant has found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, mm -hmm. which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. In saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain. I cannot escape to that. Now, let's see. You look at Genesis 19 again. You see, Lord. And another portion of the Genesis, which Christ, God was saying, there was a reason why I chose Abraham. You got it? I chose Abraham for one reason only. Abraham will obey me. Abraham will also make what? Bring up his family to follow my ways and obey me. So these people are elected by God, predestinated unto the kingdom of God, for whatever reason that may be. If there's a failure of the part of the, the remnant, I don't know what will happen. I really cannot even guess. Only God knows. And that's what he told us. Said, well, I must make my election. Read me Romans, please, 9 11. Romans 9 11. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand. The purpose. No yes, go ahead, please. Not of works, but of, of works. him that calleth. Okay, that's going to be there. We're going to go into, remember some people always will tell you, ah, oh, no, don't even teach, teach about this and nobody can do it. We are flesh. We're going to go to it now. Look at what God is saying. One by one, we pay attention. Because it will not be long, so we catch whatever we're going to get. He's saying there, for the purpose of God to be accomplished, there must be election. He was talking about Esau and who? Jacob. We don't have time to read all the cartoon. He said, for that purpose, God had to make an election. Why would God make the election? Don't even ask me. He is God. Okay, we're going to come to it now. He said, for that reason, God said, you know, you know, it's so I don't even like this guy. I don't even like his face. However he looked, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because that's the one. Remember, there are two of them in the same womb. 
and he said, this one I don't like, this one I like. I'm going to make that separation. And brought them up. For those who are predestinated, the remnant of God, they are given certain privileges. I'm going to come to you, you'll be shocked. They are given certain privileges. Don't blow it. There is no human being that can be drawn to sit down here as you sit down every single Thursday to hear this raw truth and nothing but nothing to make you happy, not entertain you, but the spirit which he said what in John 6 said, Look, the word I speak to you, they are spirit, they are life. Nobody can do it except it's drawn by God. I am telling you right, nobody. Because ordinarily, human being who's actually there with the itching ears of what? Feel good. Will not listen to this and stay. So, except one, God draws him. And he tells us that very clearly. That you must be drawn by God. Read me John 6, please. 44 and 67. 65 probably, yeah. John 6. 44. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. Yes. And I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 1. 65. 65. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that mm -hmm. no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. Now, there are two things there. I don't know if you, do, you understood two things that happened there. He said, Except it's drawn by my Father, right? And then he said, except it's given by my father. Are they one of the same thing? Oh, they, they, are they? God bless you. They are one of the same thing. Except it's given by, except it's drawn by, by God. No man can come to me. So these people actually, that are remnant of God, are given, I'm going I'm to go through three things that God has given to them. But I may not complete the third one. Hopefully we can go to one or two. The first one is going to be very quickly. There is no one who is not a remnant of God, that ever going to really be one who will always revolt against evil works. Now, what am I saying? The one who is a remnant of God quickly will accept the responsibility for his evil ways. If you ever have in you wanting and having problem accepting quick responsibility for your evil ways, watch yourself. That's a problem. Because you still have not gotten baby's heart. You still have not gotten a baby's heart. Those who are created, there are people that you can see. Do you know how many, let me, let me put it this way, I don't want to embarrass anybody here. How many pastors have come here and gone? There are many of them. But have, have you thought about this, about this? That's a lesson for us to learn, myself too. That's a lesson for me to learn. Do you know that the pastors that come here every Thursday have taught me so much? They have taught me so much. There are some of them that have been there even years before even the Lord called me. But they will hear the truth of the word of God and say, wow, something touches them. One who is a remnant of God called by God, when you hear the raw truth, there's something that touches your heart to let you know that, look, this is the truth of God. That's why Christ said what? There is no one who will hear the word of God except his word of God. Oh, we're going to come to it right now. Nobody will hear it. 
except us of God. Give me John, please. 8, 47. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because mm -hmm. you are not of God. I am telling you, whatever you want to do and whatever you want to say, there are people today, and you know one thing, many places I've gone to, even some churches, I will stand there, even one hour, whatever, you see people crying. I mean, almost like they want to enter into your mouth. But others will just hear it, even for one year, and get up, and it makes nothing to them. Even for two years, and it makes nothing to them. It's not wondering why. Read me first John, please, four six. We have God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Those who are not of God, you may say, Well, what, what is he talking about here? Who is not of God will not hear the raw truth of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And there's no one who can see it except he has the heart of a baby. That heart that cries for the evil on the part. That conscience that cannot live with itself. I've done something wrong. Do you know that some, some, some human beings, they do anything wrong right now? Even without you asking them, you will know. Have you noticed it? And there are people who can do, if they can commit more than that, they get up and you, in fact, you see them smiling and going all over. He said, what is, as if nothing has happened. Who put that in them? Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's why he told us, unless you are converted as a baby. Read me Matthew 18, please. 3 to 4. And said, Verily I say unto you, Except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Whoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of the heaven. The same is greatest. Whoever that will have that spirit of God, that humble himself and be able to confess and repent, the same is greatest. And he's giving us the spirit to understand the word of God and the mystery of God. We're going to come, please, jot this down. He's giving us the power to understand, receive, and accept the word of God, the true word of God. Now, I'm going to mix it up right now. There is no way you can receive. You can say, I have received the word of God. You can say you believe in the word of God. Without understanding the word of God is all in vain. Now, I'm going to say again, that's what he says. Wonder what this understanding is all about. Proverbs 2, right? 10 to 11. Told us one thing. You can read from 10 and go. Let's see. Proverbs 2, 10. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, mm -hmm. and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaks forward things, who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. Let's stop right there. Wisdom. You can have all the wisdom you want. You can have all the faith you want. Please listen to me now. You can even, whatever you want you do, okay? You can have every knowledge you want. Remember one thing that God, that God said? He said what? In John 8, 32, he said, you shall know the truth. The truth shall set you free. The truth is meaningless to you without understanding what the truth is. 
is meaningless. Without obeying the word of God, you have no understanding. I mean, please, without obeying that word, you have no understanding. I have received the word of God. You have received nothing except you obey it. Because how can you receive and do what you don't know? I believe in the word of God. You don't believe it if you don't do it. Okay? So, understanding becomes very critical. And that's why I said that unto those who are the elect, unto those who are what? The remnant. He has given them what? The power to understand the words and the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Read me Matthew 13, 11, please. You see, you see, many people just go about and say, oh, no, 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 don't tell me about that. There is nobody who can be perfect. Nobody can be this, this, and that. But God keeps telling them. He said, it's not you. Exercise your choice, what I've given to you. Repent and bow and be willing for you to come to me. He said, then I will give you the power to understand what you cannot understand. What others cannot understand because they will hear it. They have ears, they cannot hear. Can you read that, please? Matthew 13, 11, he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. You see, I'm not the one writing. Please listen to me carefully. I am telling you that I went to where he said, Nobody can come to me except I draw him. And nobody's going to stay. Oh, no, no. Nobody's going to stay and continue every day. It's almost like you're being tortured with the truth, if that's what you think. Most of us, you know, the thing that serves is always painful. The thing that serves. But the thing that kills, like sugar. Oh, they tell you, don't take sugar. I'm not, why, why would I not take sugar? They say, you're going to have diabetes. I don't care. I want sugar. Those ones that kill. I want to commit sin, after all. But the one that said, don't do this so you may live, we revolt against it. You see? So you have a situation where it's saying here, unto you, who is every day can listen? First of all, you know you cannot listen. You cannot come. You cannot listen except you do it. Okay? I'm listening to the word of God. You're wasting time. I hear the word of God. You're wasting time. That's why he told the Jews. He said, well, look, you don't even hear me. Because you are not of God. You're of your father. You will never hear what I'm telling you to do. You're looking at me. You want to read it? Read John 8. 43 to 44. Please understand the privilege God has given to us. It's unbelievable mercy that we should never let go. John 8, 43 to 44. Why do you not understand my speech? Good question. Even because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie... He speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. He's a liar and the father of it. And that's why Christ was got it. Oh, my goodness. It's unbelievable how the spirit of the living God. He was telling people, said, you know one thing? When we see, do you know that most of us, when we hear the truth that is not mixed with anything, we don't want to hear it. But when lies comes, we grab it. We welcome it. Are you getting me? Which way coming? Where is it? How about John 6.37? All that the Father gives me shall come they to shall me. shall come to me. And him that comes to me, I will in no wise I cast out. I will no wise cast out. So, look at where we went 
Matthew 13 and 11 is giving us the power to become, sorry, the power to understand the mysteries. He said, unto others, it is all imparable. They have ears, they will not hear. But it's given to you. And there was something which we don't have time, and he answered the question. You wonder why he gave it to you. He said, for those who have, who gave them? Oh. For you who have, and you blow it. I wonder what this could, I'm talking about myself. Please. Whenever I'm saying things like that, let me, I cry to God. For what you have given to me if I blow it? He said, for those who have more. And who gave them that? Before the foundation of the world is giving it to you. And then he said, nevertheless, you have a choice to do whatever you want to do. Choose you this day. What you will do. Whether it's a blessing or a curse. Whichever one it is. But I've given it to you. I, I favored you from the beginning. And then if you walk away, what else remains for you there? Give me Matthew 19, 11 to 12, please. Matthew 19, 11 to 12. But he said unto them, All men cannot receive this saying. You see? Save they to whom it, it is given. Now, let's stop that. That's something that's very interesting. Let's see if we, if we can catch that up. I've already gone to my, what, uh, John 6, 37. We're going to go to it again. The first one where he said that, look, you know, you are given the power to understand the business of the kingdom of God. That was the parable of the sower. You know, the sower went and sowed and sowed, blah, blah, blah. And then the, the apostle said, we don't understand what this is all about. He said, you? You're supposed to understand this. Because from the beginning it was given to you. Unto others cannot. Then he came to the issue of husband and wife. The indiscipline. This is what? Indiscipline. Right? Yeah. Something you cannot even begin to imagine to separate or put asunder or divide. And the, 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 the apostle said, no. If the case of a man is like this. If he's going to be tied to a woman and he will not really get away from it. There is no point. And Christ said, huh? Not every man can understand what I'm telling you right now. There was one time we were talking about, we, we, we talked here about what? Adultery in the heart. The next week we lost almost like three or four people. Because they couldn't take it. They couldn't understand it. What God is talking about. And he went there and said what? See if you can catch this. Keep reading. For there are some eunuchs which were so born from their mother's womb. Mm -hmm. And there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men. And there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He that is able to receive it. Let him receive let it. Him receive Who has it. ears to hear, let him hear it. Now, but again, I, remember we're talking about what John 6, 37. He said, all that the Father gave me shall what? Come to me. But if anyone also comes to me, can you reconcile that with that one there? Yes. How? <laughs> oh, God bless you, the pastor. Yeah. There are people giving... Remember in Revelation? In Revelation, John was just crying and said, my goodness. They said that. He said, look at the sanctified ones, 144,000. And all of a sudden, he, said, he turned around and said, boy, look at all these ones coming all over that they can't even count in sand. And Christ is saying the same thing here. Unto all those who are given to, they are almost like special, given to them. But then if they fell, what's going to happen?
will happen. There will be no <laughs> oh no, yeah, I think I wish this is the we're on the internet right now. If they fell, if you fell, you'll be cut down. And if you are cut down, you'll be replaced. God is not a respecter of any man. No, let me ask you said, where did he get this thing? Oh my goodness. In if you look at Romans 9, who was crying? Paul was crying, right? Paul was crying. He said, I wish I could cry for my own people. But they've been cut away now, cut off. So that since they were not desirable, they couldn't get it, then the Gentiles would come in. And that's why I keep saying here, sometimes we gather here, I said, you know one thing? If we fell, I said, if we fell in this community, if we fell, I said, why did God even bring me to just sit down here and mostly with our own people? Why? I live very far away. We are even. Ordinary say my name. People just because of the soccer program I ran there for about 15 years. The whole family will come. They're all like white or whatever it is. But why all of this place? And I would drive almost an hour coming here all the time. Why? And yet there's no demand for you to do anything. Nothing. God knew why. The love he had for us to say, start from the California community. And when he sent me back to Nigeria, Lord, where do you want me to go? go to your village? Oh no, don't even talk. Go to your village. Charity begins at home. They may reject you, but those who reject you, it was better they were not even born. That's why I say, shake off the dust of your destiny. You see, every time the remnant we have right here can save Nigeria, can save Africa, can save this community. If we con be consistent, with the way of God. He said, unto these people is given for them to understand. Not everybody will understand this thing. That he's talking about right now. So the remnant, because I told you we have some distance here. This remnant. Can anybody tell me what's the reason why God will choose you and I as remnant? No, you want me. To, you want me. To, you want me to ask the question in plain, in plain English. <laughs> Why do God? He said, "No person comes unto me except I draw him." What is the purpose of God drawing you and I to Him? With what? It's given already. That we choosing is given. So that should not be the answer. God in his infinite wisdom will look down and choose you and say, that's the ones I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw. Why? He says, because we choose No. Let's stop right there. What is the purpose of anybody being drawn to God? To draw others? You got one, but you lost one. Okay. Let's... What <laughs> Who? Uh, yeah, somebody got one. But how do you, okay, you, you got one. You got one. I can't believe this. Uh, uh, hold on now. This, this, it's like a multiple choice. No. You see, I said, why would God draw us? And somebody said, to bring others to him. How can you bring others to him when you have not brought yourself? Ah, thank you, my sister. You see, hold on. The reason why God draws us to him, so that we may know him. And then make others known to him. That is all. Without this remnant, there will not be anybody to teach the people. But the remnant must also be what? Before you are a teacher, you must be what? 
Oh, God bless you. Before your teacher, you better be the one to learn. Because that's what he told Abraham. Abraham. Abraham is perfect. And because he's perfect, he will teach his children to be the same way. After all, what did he say? Matthew 7, right? Matthew 7. Yeah? 17 to 19. I believe so. Even so, every good tree uh -huh. bringeth forth good fruit. Yes. But a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. So how are we going to bring, hold on, how are we going to bring, how is anybody going to bring fruit? You have to be good. Because you see, you cannot give what you don't know, what you don't have. It's like walking into a room and said, oh, no, I, I saw somebody walking into the room, they said, oh, the Bible said, peace be to this house. Before you say peace be to this house, you better have peace. Because you cannot give what you don't have. Are you following what I'm saying? So a patriarch cannot give. So it starts from us. The same thing like a Pastor uh, was talking about. It starts from us. Everything has to be ready and clean before God. And God can use it. Otherwise, we cannot, what? Produce good fruit. Either we will not produce it or it will be premature. Or if we produce it, you know the sad part of it? You know what we do? You know the worst of it? When we produce the fruit and we eat it. This is my follower. This is my one. I didn't take advantage of him or her. Of him or her. I've eaten the fruit. And for that, I must die. Because you know why? I have completely taking advantage of one who is so vulnerable that God crying unto God. Are you following what I'm saying right now? That is why anybody who comes to God, let him sanctify himself and watch your step and what you do for yourself and not only for yourself because what you do can destroy many. What you do can destroy many. If God has chosen you to pay attention, what I'm trying to say is this. There's no way you can absorb the truth of the word of God except it's given to you to understand it. That's what he's saying there. And once given to you, then you can't. He said, because otherwise, unto others, it's like, in fact, I think Ezekiel said something. And that has happened to me sometimes. I'm sure it has happened to you. Do you know when you're you preaching and talking to somebody and they keep listening and says everything? Uh, no, I don't know. Okay, let's put it this way. I mean, here, for the past two years, we have had situations where people almost on their, fell on the ground like crying, God, no matter whatever happens, I would, this is the truth. No more. And after about a uh, few months, you don't see them that much again. You see, and some come and listen once. And it's like, I think Ezekiel called it, said that, like a lovely song. They see Emeko's room as a lovely song. Let's go and listen to the song and we'll go home. Where's Ezekiel 33, please? 30 to 33. Ezekiel 33, 30 to 33. Also, thou son of man, the children of thy people still are talking against thee by the wall. Just like you and I, not fools. And in the doors of the houses, mm -hmm. and speak one to another, every one to his brother, saying, Come, I pray you, and hear what is the word that comes forth from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And they come unto thee as the people come, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. They will not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goes after their covetousness. And lo, Thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do them Let's not. Stop right. Stop right. 
It's like a lovely song. They hear it and they don't. That is why, you see, the moment we stop, especially those who are called by God, the moment we stop worrying about our own ability, God made it clear. For those people that have chosen, that have given, He's given it. Is that something that God has deposited in us from the beginning of time? Whenever you hear that truth, that's something that clicks you. What makes you different? Why do people just hear they don't want to hear the truth, and the other one will hear it? Oh my God! They start trembling before the word of God because there's something that God has deposited there. But it's up to you to make that decision. So you have a situation where you come to God, and people should stop worrying because He gave us He gave us assurance. The transforming and enabling spirit that God can give. And I will just go from Genesis right now all the way to Revelation. You will see it. Where is that promise word fulfilled? Say so it's not you. We worry that it's us. I can't do this after I'm a human being. Somebody told me, said, nah, you can't do that. You're not a tree. You can you have to walk around and you know enjoy yourself. I said, Yes, I can enjoy today, tomorrow. Have you ever seen anybody who has gone, gone, to, gone to sleep with, I mean, dead, with his enjoyment? Right? But you see, there's an enabling spirit. God promised. And if I pick it up only from Ezekiel, God said, if I see this person that I've called, and is broken and contrite, Psalm 51, 17, I will not despise it. If this person is willing to repent and turn away from it and come to me, he said, then I will give him a spirit. See, I will give him a spirit that will enable him to obey me. Otherwise, no human being can do it on his own. Ezekiel 11, please, 19 and 20. 20. Ezekiel 11, 19 and 20. And I will give them one heart, mm -hmm. and I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh, and will give them an heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. This is the promise that God has given. I will do this if I see this. I will put my spirit. And when my spirit comes, then that spirit will do things that are impossible for flesh and blood to do. But this spirit is not going to enter in a flesh. The flesh needs to be destroyed. Because... Flesh and blood has nothing to do with spirit. Are you following me? So unto these people are fulfilled what? That what God promised all the way from Genesis, even this Ezekiel we have read to you right now. And then in Hebrew 8, right? Hebrew 8, 8, 10 to 12. Hebrews 8, 10 to 12. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember, will I remember no, more. no more. I will fulfill a new covenant, a covenant of relationship with them. Whereby my law will be written. Yes. It's not them. It's not their power. It's not by might or power, but by the spirit of the living. But most of us do not want to what? We don't want to really humble ourselves before God. 
but want to be so rebellious by every time giving excuse. Oh, no, nobody. Oh, you're taking it too far. Someone will tell you. Where is too far? Okay? I better take it too far than take it too less. I'm just telling you right now. You see? So the thing that was used, instead of saying, oh, this God is saying, if I do this, I will do this one. My child, do the one that I told you you can do. And that one you can't do. I am God. I will do it for you. And that's the situation. So we come back again and say, the reason why he called us is to what? To know him. And that's why some people misunderstand completely what it means to be saved. Salvation is nothing but to come to know God. Oh, you're telling me, so where is it just coming from? Where is it? John, yeah? 17? 4? Or 3? 4? 3, yeah. 3, sorry. John 17, 3. And this is life eternal. This is salvation, yes? That you might know thee, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. But then how do you know him and Jesus Christ? Remember those people who are saying that they're going to call upon the name of the Lord? How do you know him? And Jesus, I'm going to end because I think I've gone too far anyway. I, this is, I know it's wonderful. But how do you know him? He said, that they may know you. And then in 1 John 2, 3 to 4, he said, no, there's no other way you can know me except to do what I tell you to do. Because if you don't do it, you're a liar. Just put one around that you know me. All right? And he said the same thing. Even, even, even if you go all the way to John 8, Christ was saying, see, he was telling what they, the Jews, right? He said, you know one thing, was that 8, 47? He said, look, you say you know this God. You don't even know him. But you call him his father. The same father that sent me, you don't want to listen to me. But you call him his father. Literally, Christ was saying, he's not your father. Because you, see, you don't obey him. The reason why he's my father and I, and I walk with this is because I obey him. And that's the difference. So let's cut it here. One thing is this. I know the question is going to come even on the internet. Before I get to him, maybe comment will come for it. It comes. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. I love that. Somebody will say, but how come God picked some people and he did pick others? Remember, that's the question I always ask you to, let's go ahead and hire a plane, a plane and go to God. Yeah, God bless you. And go to him and ask him. Okay? But let's, let's read a few of this and close with it. Romans 9, please. Let's read from 14. The 28, quickly we close it. Romans 9, 14. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy That's on all. whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that, thou mightest show, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore has he mercy on whom he will have mercy, mm -hmm. and whom he will he hardens. Thou wilt say then unto me, Why does he yet find fault? For who has resisted his will? Nay, but O man, who art thou that replies against God? I wonder. Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? 
Has not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath, fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he has afore prepared unto Let's glory. Let's stop there, because that can read it. In other words, God will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. And the answer is, because he's God. What are you going to say? You're going to take him to court? He's God. Once he speaks, the most important thing for us, whenever we say this is the word of God, just obey it. Don't worry about it. Don't question and don't worry. He's God. But there's one thing I'm just going to tell you right now. Before this week, we're going to go talk about this. Not this one again, but another portion of it. Except the word of God is revealed to you by the same spirit that wrote it. You will never know the word of God. Read the Bible as you want. Quote it as you want. Except the spirit of God reveals it to you. You will not understand it. And when he reveals it, give God the glory. If he reveals it to anybody to teach us, glory be to his holy name. And that's why he was talking to, you know, you know he was referring to, what's that, Peter? He said, Peter, yeah, flesh and blood did not tell you that. That's what Matthew, right? 16, 17. He said, flesh and blood, it's only my father that revealed this to you. That's one thing about the, the remnant. The remnant, I'm telling you, they will live and die by the truth. Think about everyone. When that pricks you, when that is deposited in your heart, pushes to you, you will know the truth. And when you know it, look at Nicodemus. Nicodemus of the Pharisees will break in the night. What was, what was really pursuing Nicodemus? The truth that God put there. Look at the apostles. They stayed on it. Peter in particular. This word will stay by it. Colonius, where do you want me to mention? What of the Ethiopian eunuch? He was really so hungry. Who put that hunger in him? God, because of one man, God sent the whole Philip. Philip, leave everything. Yeah, get away there. I have one person who's so hungry for me. Go and tell him. And that one person, if he stands there, will serve the whole community. And it's like you and I. May the Lord bless you and keep you. We are very grateful for the time you have spent with us. And God has spent with us. All I'm praying is that nobody who is watching this will see me as a human. It's not, look, it is the word of God and the truth. And the spirit of the Lord will teach you. Because it is written, they shall be taught by God. Blessed be his name now and forever in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.